Welcome to Beyond the God Box, a podcast about extraordinary adventures. I'm Dave Allen Grady, your host. Before we get into this episode, I'd like to pause and say thank you. Thank you for listening to not only this, our second episode, but the downloads for the first episode, something of a teaser, and for subscriptions. Early feedback has been outstanding, and I am grateful. So this second episode is going to be about the extraordinary adventure of storytelling. As I said before, I had not planned on a second episode so soon, but I was taken away on an extraordinary journey via a Netflix movie, and I wanted to share my thoughts with you. I was carried away by the movie The Two Popes. Now, I've got to say, the movie was nothing like what I expected in terms of where the story starts, where the book of the story is, and where the story ends. And the acting was amazing. The two main actors, Anthony Hopkins as Pope Benedict and Jonathan Price as Pope Francis, are so realistic, especially Anthony Hopkins embodying the role of Pope Benedict just blew me away. Jonathan Price did this amazing job of inhabiting the psyche of Pope Francis, especially the scenes where he held the role of both being a cardinal of the church and this humble servant of God in tension with one another. And I've already alluded to just what an amazing job Anthony Hopkins did with physically embodying Ratzinger. And it was only when part of the movie used some real footage of the time the two popes met at the Gandolfo summer house that you noticed there being something other than a total resemblance. Now, the story, fictitious to the best of my knowledge, is that Benedict and Francis are meeting at the summer house. And in the midst of the man who became Pope Francis, asking repeatedly and repeatedly to retire, Benedict shares that he's planning on abdicating the throne of St. Peter, which again, It's fictitious. To the best of my knowledge, this did not happen. Neither did they have these ongoing theological sparring matches back and forth, accusing of critiquing the Pope and not living into the role of what it meant to be a cardinal. 
and vice versa. But the dialogues written for both characters and both actors were apparently based upon public speeches, writings, and sermons that both real men gave. So the dialogue back and forth does reflect, or at least approximate, their various theological stances. So for me, the first third of this movie was almost painful to watch. And while, yes, I am a Christian, and I'm also a member of the clergy, I am not Roman Catholic. I do not have qualms over clergy being married, and I do not object to women being clergy. Mostly because not only am I married, but I'm also married to a woman who is a pastor herself. But, but, the reason for their distinct and differentiated stances, that rationale sounded so familiar. Benedict, with all of his heart, his experience, and the authority of his office, leading him to feel that the best way to staunch the decline of the church in Europe, something that is real, the best way to staunch that was to strengthen the traditions of the church, teach and reinforce church dogma. I think the phrase he used was to give people a true north. Price's uh, portrayal of Pope Francis before he became a pope analyzed the exact same situation, how to respond to a church that was declining and was seemingly less relevant to newer generations. And he had a different take. He said that the church needed to be open to changes, and he had advocated to one degree or another for change without actually speaking out against his pope. These two men and their theological differences came to a head when the two locked horns about whether or not God, God's self, changes. Hopkins Benedict was emphatic that God does not change. While Price's Francis insists that God does change because God draws near to us. God comes towards us. Friends, I had to pause. I did I had to hit pause at this point in the movie to sit and sigh. And if I'm honest, cry. Because right there played out in this fictitious yet based on real lectures, real sermons, real papers, this fictitious argument played out as the same overtones of a nearly 40-year argument within my own tradition. I'm, I'm a Methodist. The movie continues. The child abuse scandal that has been rocking the Roman Catholic Church for quite some time became a bigger part of the narrative and 
it was part in the story of what led Benedict to decide to step down. It was also in doing so that he refused to let the man who would become Pope Francis retire. Now, Francis tries to decline the idea of him being a front-runner to replace Benedict because of his past in Argentina, early in his ministry, when he was leader of the Jesuit order in the entire country, and that put him in a place of prominence in close proximity to the military dictatorship that happened for a season. And some felt he got too close to that junta. And according to the script, later in life, Francis himself was among those who thought he got too close to those in power. And it was true that while he was in leadership during that season, and that he was criticized for his leadership during the junta, and yes, he was removed from leadership and sent to a rural part of Argentina once democratic leaders came into power. He felt that his poor leadership during that season excluded him from further advancement in leadership in Christ's church. The movie continues. Both men hear each other's confessions, and after a leap forward in time, there's Benedict's abdication and Francis's election. In the movie, there's this touching scene right before Francis goes out onto the balcony and dresses all the gathered throngs to hear the new pope. He tries to call via cell phone Benedict. Who knows what he wanted to say? And apparently, at least in the movie, the call never went through, and neither in real life. But it's this closing image of the movie where Benedict and Francis at Gandolfo, the papal summer home, and it's also Benedict's permanent residence. They sit there eating pizza, drinking beer, watching the World Cup final between their two respective home countries, Argentina and Germany. And while they're doing so, they're enjoying each other's company and they're talking smack. Well, as leads, as much as two holy men can talk smack to one another. Regretfully, it appears that that closing scene was entirely fiction. You see, while Francis does enjoy his soccer, it appears that Benedict is more a fan of auto racing. But that closing, it so resonated. Here were these two men. One man was the other one's successor. They represent two strains of theological within Roman Catholicism, and there they were gathered around table in front of a television watching a soccer game and enjoying each other's company. 
And I couldn't help but think in that celebratory moment, geez, that must have been what Jesus's meals that he had, especially those meals that he had in Luke, it, that must have been what they were like. True celebration. You could say they were Eucharistic. They were full of thanksgiving. You could call it communion. You could call it mass. Whatever it was, these two men were sitting there celebrating life. And as the credits were closing, the show looks in between rolling different names on this holy viewing party of the World Cup. And it left me wanting to have more meals like that. Of celebration. Of celebration with people, yes, deep friends, people whom I've journeyed with throughout the years, but also people with whom I might disagree because none of us have the corner on truth. So, go watch the film on Netflix. Please let me know what you think. Did you love it? Hate it? Somewhere in between? Was it simply a way to distract you during the busyness of the Christmas season for a couple of hours? Is the movie a modern allegory for how to possibly bridge deep divisions, or is it something entirely different and I've just missed the boat? Regardless, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on my website, DaveAllenGrady.com, or find me on my Twitter handle, at DaveAG. Again, I want to say thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for the downloads. You can find me uh, not only on my website and Twitter handle, but also uh, wherever you download your podcasts. Until the next episode, take care of you.